Hey, welcome to the show. That's Coach Noah Johnson. I'm Grant Cohn. Sorry we're late. It was me. There was traffic on the way downstairs. Up the stairs, no traffic. Downstairs today, there was an issue. So that's on. I mean, I'll take responsibility for it, although it was out of my control. So, Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Anything Anything happened last night? Uh, there was an, an exhibition. People put on pads and hit each other, and it was kind of like football. Uh, in New York, Zach Wilson hurt his knee, and a lot of people in the, uh, in the Bay Area kind of got hopeful in a morbid way that it was yeah. really serious. Um, but, I, you know, it's not. Thank goodness that this young kid didn't hurt his knee. It's a, a slight meniscus tear and a bone bruise, and they think two to four weeks. So forget Jimmy Garoppolo to the Jets. This is our analysis of that situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Niner fans are getting hopeful. I mean, he would have had to miss the whole freaking year. And even then, the way that – Solid. Been talking about Joe Flacco this year. I don't see how he could go to. What did he say about Joe? Still a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah. Right. Phenomenal. Okay, we'll start him and win. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think there was some fantasy that maybe Robert Sala would be so desperate and to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo to save his job, but um, not gonna happen. And plus, is Jimmy Garoppolo saving anyone's job? He saved Kyle's last year. Yeah. I I don't know that. Honestly, like I was talking about this off air right before we went on, but like. If Zach Wilson was hurt, it might have bought Salah more time because then he could be like, oh, well, my quarterback was down for this year, so how the hell am I going to win? I know it's New York. It's different place than than any other, but, I mean, his quarterback went down. Why would you want to trade? In my, if I was if I was Salah, and Salah knows Jimmy. He knows what he's going to get from him. Like, why would I Why would I do that? I would just, I would just roll with what I got and then be like, yeah. Eh. Yeah, use the excuse because if you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and he gets hurt and you don't win, then what, what, you don't have the excuse. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, and then all the people that love Jimmy Garoppolo are going to be like, well, look, he was on, he was on the Jets. Like, how the hell are you supposed to win on the Jets? You know? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Um, e. Kim says, Juicy Lucy Burger in Minneapolis. All right, I will check that out. Thank you very much. I got your email too. Uh, Cruzy Toy says, quick summary the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, the good was the quarterback, the, the wide receiver 86, and Sam Womack. Those three guys kind of stood out. The bad was um Trey Sermon did no the ugly was Justin School yeah I was just gonna say Justin School was Justin School Justin, was the Justin ugly. School played that entire game like they might have he might have given up like five sacks yeah um the bad <laughs> I wasn't really into either uh third round running back those but I don't know if he could say bad Hard. I don't know anyone else Ambry just Ambry in general Kadar yeah, we kind of already know what Ambry is though I mean all right, let's talk about what we learned in this game. And one thing I learned is that if I do my post-game grades like an hour after the final whistle in the southwest corner of the stadium, the cheerleaders will come out and photobomb my grades, which I think probably adds to the experience for the viewer. So that, that was one thing I learned, but that's neither here nor there. I think what what the fans learned about the team is the air yards thing. Like once again, Trey Lance is on the field. He hasn't played a lot, but when he does play, he throws long and he hits long passes. How, how long was this in the air? 40, 50 yards? Something more like than that. 30. Key is more than 30. And so far Lance has hit three of these in like 400 snaps. 
So, no, 100, 100 snaps, 100 something snaps. He, he's the, the the long ball, the deep ball is clearly back when he's on when he's on the field. Like it's going to be an emphasis for for Kyle, and it's obviously Lance looks for it. So. Okay, so here it is: three, three, three completions of more than thirty yards in the air on 117 total attempts. Then you got Jimmy Garoppolo one on 450 total attempts uh, last year, one, and apparently that was in Chicago. I barely remember it, but he did throw a long pass to Debo in that game. Um, yeah. Just I, not to, we can come back to Trey in a minute, but real quick, when people say like, "Why don't people like Jimmy anymore? He's so good at so many things." What's the this? He when in 2019 he had the long pass to Emmanuel Sanders in New Orleans. He actually had he would throw it, but at, at, when he missed it in the Super Bowl, he has kind of gone into a shell with this. And I don't think any coach wants a, a quarterback who won't pull the trigger on the downfield stuff. Can we? Yeah, I was gonna say, can we take that sentence and then delete people and add in Kyle Shanahan? I mean, yeah. because we talk about a big part of his offense is that shot play, and if, yeah. if the shot play is a big part of your offense, you run the ball, you run the ball, and now you want to take a shot. Look, and imagine being Kyle, and, and now you can't you can't do that because your quarterback restricts you. Like, yeah. So that must really be have been chapping his ass for the last what four years? Four years. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And what was so funny last year? I mean, last night someone asked that question, like, how nice is it to have a quarterback who sort of expands what you're capable of calling in your playbook? And he's like oh, that's a real misconception about Jimmy Garoppolo. He can really throw it long. I mean, it's, it's like, dude, stop trying <laughs> yeah. to train Jimmy Garoppolo. No one believes you, man. That's, that was so funny to me. But, yeah, let's come back to Trey Lance. We don't know how efficient he'll be or what his completion percentage will be or blah, 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 although it was very high last night. Um, this is definitely going to be a big emphasis of the offense. Danny Gray is here for that. Ray, Ray uh, McLeod is here for that. It's um, – Nice man, the field has become so compact the last five years. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna help the entire the entirety of the offense. It should help the entire because you can't when they start running the ball, you're not gonna be able, you're not gonna be able to play them like you played them before because if you do, you have the danger of giving up a touchdown in an instant, and it's something he does well, right? Like, yep. And and coming back to Jimmy real quick, I feel like he needs to be a backup for a year. Because of this, he has like mental scar tissue from that Super Bowl and he needs to get over that. He needs to sit down and get back, like exercise the demons and come back and let it rip. Because right now, no one wants the, that, that quarterback. No one wants that quarterback. Sorry. I mean, you can't, you can't really operate with that quarterback. You can't operate with that quarterback. Kyle did the best he could, but no one can do better than that. So Jimmy needs to kind of sit down. And there's been quarterbacks through years who have been sort of beaten down. They took a a year away or on the bench and came back rejuvenated like Jim Plunkett in the eighties or um, Ryan Tannehill. So it Steve happened. Young. Steve Young. It could happen. It could really help Jimmy Garoppolo, but the current version of him, he needs to get rid of that version and go find a different version. Air yards. And again, Dan Cilio, God love him. He was wrong about everything, but just him saying it so loudly that the Bucks wanted Jimmy Garoppolo he got someone high up in that organization off the record to say, hell no, uh, <laughs> if we could hit a deep ball. He would have won two Super Bowls by now. That is the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not the injuries or anything else. It's well, that. it's that. I think it's that. It's also turnovers, but that's yeah, it. that's true. That's true. Flav says, sorry, I missed show last night. Everyone G child, G child, before I drop some truth bombs on your audience, please show us sermons. One move again. 
<laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing sweatpants. So Sermon gets the ball, approaches the line, and goes, Where am I going? Where do I go? I'm sorry. So, like, you're watching Trey Sermon and Ty Davis Price, like, really struggle to find. Ty Davis Price was doing the hezzy in the background. It, it was like, the, you know, the hesitation move in the backfield, too. Then Jordan Mason and Jermichael Hasty come in. It's like seven yard run, 10 yard run. It's like so easy for them. All these other guys are struggling. I'm just saying. I don't know. To me, and I'm, I, it's different because I'm not there in practice. So, like, I felt like I feel like I need to see more of TDP. Um, I kind of, I kind of have a better idea what Sermon is, but I feel like I need to see more of TDP. I did, I did feel, I did, when I saw Mason, I'm like, I'm like, geez, like, why didn't they give this guy more touches earlier? Like, you know, <laughs> it seems like he has terrific vision, agility, strength, power. I, he seems like what they want Trey Sermon to be. The only, the only thing I would say when they gave the ball with Mason, right? So that game was really, was really over. Oh yeah. And, and I'm not sure like the Green Bay defense was, was really like, oh, that's, let's, fight, you know. So I mean, I'm just saying that it is an exhibition game, and that, no, but whatever. Right, it still counts. Whatever. But I was just I, happy because I it confirmed my prior uh, biases. Mason's good. See, so right. Not. But, so but like, I, I would like I would have liked to see Mason get the ball a little earlier. Like true, you know? true. It's not fair. Anyway, it was nice to see uh, Jermichael Hasty too. They keep trying to cut him. Can't cut Jermichael. He's explosive. Ty Davis Price, dude. He's what I call a slam back. He gets the ball and runs as hard as he can into the line of scrimmage and says, "We'll see what happens." I mean, third round pick for that. Like he, there was one play where he ran into donovan west so hard like man that's just that's your teammate that's not nice at all why don't you look for a hole there probably is a hole somewhere but you just ran into donovan 61 that looked that painful donovan how do you feel about that let's talk niners daddy says what we learned is trey lance is him knew all along but the haters stay mad people keep saying that he is him yeah what is that i, I don't I'm know i felt like it Trey Lance had a he he had a good night last night. I mean, he's got to do things he's got to do things consistently. And then, uh, you know, people it's like you get extremes with them. Like people are like, oh, Trey Lance is a bust, and then other people are like, oh, he's Hall of Fame. Like, all right, you know, I mean, the truth is somewhere he made one throw. nice throw in the game. But I think what was most important is that he, just looked like, he looked like he'd been there a year. Correct. I mean, last year he did look like a rookie. This year he looked like a guy who'd been there. And it's, you can't you can't evaluate that much. Like, what are we going to sit here and say? That um, eight-yard pass he threw to Ray Ray McLeod was just a revolution, a revelation, or the three-yard pass to Ross Dwelly. Like, they were just sort of getting him in rhythm. Yes. And that's he a missed game pass game. on third and nine, which was a tough one. You, I, I don't think they're going to be calling a lot of those deep outs in the regular season. He hasn't hit many yet. Right. You, you know what? You, you know what I like? What I, the, Maybe the, my favorite play by him for the night was actually when there was pressure on the in, interior. I think both – both guards were, were having some problems and he just, he found a hole up the middle. He, he, he kept his eyes downfield. Then he was like, all right, nothing there. Let me just run. He got what? Eight, eight, nine yards and then slid. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that was my favorite play by him. For the night. Not that the was ball. his favorite play too. After the game, he was like, I don't know what you got. Yeah. The, the throw was nice, but I, I slid. I was thinking about it. I wanted to do it and I didn't. It's like, wow. Did you practice? He was like, no. It's like, well, well, why'd you do it? Well, they told me to. Everyone, I guess the Niners have been telling them to slide. Like, people people make this big deal, like, you got to practice this, like, like it's like some, 
crit like it's hard. Yeah, yeah, you just have to do it. Like I haven't it. done it in probably 20 years. I could do it right now yeah. if I had to. Although I will say I broke my wrist sliding when I was 14. This is a dumb story. I was 14. It was the preseason. We had just started. Okay. And I was I was a jerk. I was I thought I was fast. And I was messing around. We were for, like we had just started base dealing and stuff. So I was on third base. The pitcher was left-handed. And I took like a 20-foot lead just to mess with him. And what you're supposed to do is step off the mound, run at him, get him in a pickle. And but he didn't know because he was 14. So we threw to third base and I ran home and I stole it, but I slid to like style on him and broke my wrist. <laughs> like an idiot. I guess I deserved it. That's neither here nor there. But I made the all-star team that year anyway, even though I missed the entire season. That's how good I was at baseball at 14. Was it was it your writing hand? Was it your right hand? Left. Uh, so you didn't get the, the, didn't get the ever, after that. I would hold uh, batting gloves when I was on the bases, so I wouldn't make that stupid mistake anymore. Okay. Remember, remember, like, in, remember in school, and if you like, if if you're a person that broke your arm, broke your hand, you'd have to get like a, another person to write for you and take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I broke my, my wrist twice, but it was always my left. Joshua Wyatt says none of those guys are on the same level as Elijah. Is that hamstring the same leg as the knee injury? He needs to be a bell cow. Yeah, agree. That's what I noticed is like they need Elijah and he's hurt and he's hurt frequently. So I don't know. I, I think they'd love him to be the bell cow, but I don't know if he can do it. We'll see. Yeah, we shall. They. <laughs> what I learned from last night is Debo and Elijah still still are the ones who punch, but they can keep searching. I don't know why they spent back to back third round picks on running backs. But what? what? How do we know that? I don't know. That's why I want to see more of Mason. Like, I feel like Mason. Like I want to see more. Can he actually? Can he do this? You know, with better competition, I'd like to see more of him. Flav says Lance, uh, solid scramble, very solid deep ball. Ooh, that's some serious praise from Flav. Oh. Intermediate short passers requiring touch and more precise timing looks scary. Um, if D takes away the deep ball, don't see how we can win with just his legs. Okay, well that's interesting. If the D takes away the deep ball, I would presume with like a two deep type of a coverage. Well, then the Niners are just going to run the ball every yeah. time. <laughs> right. So, again, like he's not going to be a the engine of the offense anytime soon. It's going to be a run first offense. And if they're going to force you to play single high, and when you do, you saw what's going to happen, you know, what they're going to try to do. It's exactly the formula the Seahawks had 10 years ago. It can work. I don't think he's going to throw that much. But yeah, you're right. I mean, on third and nine, it's going to be interesting. Like, the dig over the middle, the out route, it's going to be an adventure. Maybe you just throw deep. That's what yeah. – maybe the, just throw deep on third and nine. It worked. He he has problems throwing to his left, if I, if I recall. But right. that deep pass was to his left. So Yeah, it was. I guess – so I'm, I, we'll see, Flav. I, I, I appreciate your um, – I don't know what you would call it. Skepticism? That's fair. That's what we're here for on this show. But I think, again, if they play too deep on first down, you know what the Niners are going to do. I wouldn't do that against this team. Yeah. Just saying. All right. Let's talk about the 49ers draft from this year. I didn't like it at all. I think I gave it a C minus and I was trying to be nice. I easily could have given it worse at the time. I really thought it was terrible. But at least judging on this first preseason game, it might be one of their best. Let's go through it. What do you think so far? Yeah, I think it, it might be one of those like, uh, for lack of a gold, like a gold mine draft, right? Like they struggled. I mean, it could be like if they, they didn't have a first round pick, Trey Lance, that was, but Drake Jackson first. We yeah, haven't seen he, much. He, he, flashed, he, he flashed some, some last night. I mean, uh, I was on, I was 
actually I had the volume low, but I was listening to, to Tim Ryan and Tim Ryan was like, oh, Drake Jackson and he can really bend, but he's like, it's true. Like he did it. He really did a nice job of being, being able to change direction on some of those quarterback on the quarterback movement plays. Like yeah. he really was able to flip his hips and, and move with the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, like, he's gotten a ton of praise. I know not just from, from you, you said he's done some nice things in camp. A lot of people have said it. So if they get, if they can get a, 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 a situational pass rusher, a guy that can that can give them pass rush, plus a starting guard that can perform at a good to at a good on a high level, good level. Doesn't have to be amazing, but if he's yeah. good starter, and then you get a nickel, like that's an outstanding draft. And not, nobody and nothing else has to happen with anybody. Any oh, other? Oh, let's 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 slow down. Let's slow down and go pick for pick. So Drake Jackson was their first pick. So far, so good. He could be the best player from this draft. He could be. Right, he, he could. Be. Potentially, yes. <clears throat> Next pick, Ty Davis Price. Not a fan so far. It's early. Let's move on past yeah. him. Danny Gray. Uh, 17th wide receiver taken. He, I don't know if he'll be like a guy who gets 1,000 yards for this team, but clearly a weapon. Someone defenses have to account for. I remember. Like, a bad wide receiver pick that late in the draft. I, I remember like Walsh. I have Walsh's book, and I remember one of the things from it when he's talking about the draft and play, players in the draft. Like the player doesn't have to be. You don't have to evaluate the player as being. Is this player going to be a Hall of Famer, or Pro Bowl right. player? Be like, can he fill the role that you want him to fill? That's how you right. evaluate. Danny Gray. They they need him to take the top off the defense, make deep plays. It looks like he's he's going to be able to do that. Yeah. So I feel like Lance would be a little bit wasted without a player like him. Yeah, and what Vince was saying last night is like, man, I had speed like this at North Dakota State, Christian Watson. I mean, he's four two. Like, I, I he wants to throw deep, and giving him a bunch of guys who run four five flat isn't exactly getting it done. I can't remember the Niners the last time the Niners drafted a wide receiver who played this fast. They've never really valued speed like this. It's always a guy who runs like a four four eight and is a good route runner and is like overall yeah, he can play three positions. Like this guy is like really plays super fast and maybe he's a one-trick pony but i can't remember the niners actually valuing speed like this it's great yeah so it, yeah. it looks like he's gonna be able to fill that role yeah really nice fit with trey lance um the thing is got you oh, quality control has to stay on him that's true because he will try to catch the ball with his chest and the more i say it the better he gets because i you see he can catch it with his hands he caught that third nine pass out of bounds that was yeah. poorly thrown out with his hands so he can do it Man, he does play fast, too. He, he really does. does. Okay, uh, then you got Spencer Burford, who I wasn't focused on from the press box a mile away, but there's been a bunch of clips of him destroying people, which is what he kind of did in camp. He looks like a really good fourth-round pick so far. Yeah, he he did give up he did give up that pressure that's, that caused the uh, Lance to step up in the pocket. and But, I mean, if he can, if he can excel in the run game and then work on his – on the pass pro, that's a niner. That's a niner's guard for you, right? <laughs> right, right. So then you got Burford, and then after him, there was Samuel Womack. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Well, those those interceptions were a high degree of difficulty, right? Yeah. Man coverage. Yeah. Last time you saw a niner's nickelback do something like that. I mean, all due respect to Jimmy Ward, can't do that. No. Can't do that. Great coverage guy. I've never been man, but he hasn't been able to get nope. picks. Yeah, that last part of the uh, is really hard. And if you can do that, like you're gonna make so much money in the Womack. If you keep doing that, whoa, you're gonna be a rich man. Wow. So that's a good pick. How do they do this? All of a sudden, they have like 
the, the secret key to scouting cornerbacks, the Niners? What? What? Wow. Amazing. His arms are freakishly long. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, if you look at it, like really, I mean, they 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 kind of lucked out on Mosley and they developed and they developed him. They uh, Ward they got in free agency, so that's not like you, you developed him or anything like that. But you you went out and you paid and you got him. Sure. But this guy, you give credit for him for the, for this. This is the pick, right? Like. Yeah, you got to get drafted. DJ Reed, he was a good. He is a good player. They just just think you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, hold on, we're not even done. So they have Kalia Davis not playing yet. Tariq Castro Fields, uh, haven't seen much from him yet. Um, Zakel, I don't know. Brock Purdy, hey Brock, I wrote you off so quick, but I like him as a backup quarterback potentially because he actually um, isn't just a Kyle Shanahan robot. Sometimes with Mullins, I almost felt like, dude, do what you like. Could you like play? Do what you want to do. Don't just let Kyle tell you what to do all the time. Purdy like plays off script, can run around a little bit, unlike Sudfeld. So, I mean, for Mister Irrelevant, Flav over here says if Purdy had Trey's arm strength, he'd be a top ten quarterback. Easy. Already a better passer than Trey. Def QB two. Wish he had more arm strength. Yeah, if he had a stronger arm, was a little taller, could move. He'd be the best quarterback in the league. He'd be Justin Herbert if he was six foot five with a stronger arm. You know, he's Brock Purdy. You know what's funny is what? uh, again on uh, on the broadcast, Tim Ryan was actually talking up Brock Purdy's arm strength. That first throw he had, I was <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Like, That's Brock Purdy. But like, once he sort of gets a feel for who he is and what he can pull off at the NFL, I mean, he could be, you know, a decent little backup. I think he can be an effective backup. I think that's what. And that's not bad. Like, you can make a lot of money as an effective backup. Absolutely. Hey, man, when he had pressure in his face on that touchdown throw and he ran, uh, scrolled, uh, he scrambled to the right, hit Tanner Hudson, and immediately hit the uh, the sideline with the Aaron Rodgers. Boom! I was like, wow! It, <laughs> Who does Brock Purdy think he is? I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Nate Sudfeld would never have the charisma to actually do the love. You know? The discount double chat. chat. Yeah. Anyway. Brock Purdy? You made a fan out of me, Jimmy to the Jets. Yeah, you're gonna have to spend more than not 199 to speak that one into existence. <laughs> yeah. I like Womack as the starting nickel and Burford uh, with the pancake block. Got some nice rookies. Did just imagine if they hadn't wasted that third round pick on a running back uh, for the second year. Oh, I'm sorry, but why, Jordan Mason? They have. It. I'll never it, understand it's, it. It's terrible. I, I mean, maybe oh, there's, there's still there's still time, man. You, you're you're. Uh, you're colder on TDP than I am, but uh, this I, is I a quality know. control issue. I think we need to have an intervention with Kyle. Tell him it's like, you know, a football throwing contest into a pizza oven. But when we get there, it's like we need to sit down and talk. Two years in a row, you've taken a running back in round three. We can't, as your as your friend, we can't let we can't keep seeing you do this. That was stop. right. You that was the problem with the, the pick last year. I mean, he, I like I actually did like Sermon in the draft. Sure, I like him too, but. More for them, they've had so much success finding finding backs. Like, what's the point of it? Like, yeah, what is the point of it? it, it that's the intervention. That's the whole. Am Todd ninety nine says I agree about Sermon, but TDP at least run. He does run hard. Elijah Mitchell was a O line butt sniffer at time last year, but broke so many tackles. <laughs> Give TDP time. Okay, that's fair. Just because he made me laugh. DJ Swerve says, many offenses struggling in training camp against better defenses. Mac Jones has been in jail. Giants offense having full brawls against themselves? Uh, Niners shouldn't worry. 
Yeah, I think that because a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, Trey Lance is struggling, but he is going against a really good defense. And maybe it's that the wide receivers are losing their one on one matchups. And people are like, oh, boo hoo. No one cares. Well, we kind of saw that, right? Maybe the whole like, well, it's this is tough practice. This will benefit him when he faces different defense. Maybe that's true. But I don't know. He faced backups last night. Yeah, we'll see. Um, He executed. So he did. And he was playing with backups. Flav says last fact. When Trey's inaccuracy leads to a lot of three and outs, this D will be on the field a lot. We'll give up more points than last year just by being better. That's interesting. Oh, but uh, really- didn't the the problem last year, right? Didn't they have a lot of a couple of three and outs why they lost and the, the offense couldn't execute because their quarterback last year was fourth quarter of the Rams game? Yeah. And I think actually with Lance, I don't think they had many three and outs at all. I think he was actually like got a first down, at least one first down, like most of the time he was on the I think there was a stat about that. I don't think he went three and out very much. No, the scrambling is going to be a big, he's going to scramble a lot. And just when you think it, when it's like second and 10, all of a sudden it'll be third and three. And last night, what was interesting was on that touchdown that he threw, I don't know if people remember, but he got sacked on first down. First play of that drive was first and 10. He got sacked. He went empty formation, which was dumb. I mean, just a school guy sacked right away. Uh, I mean, got beat second and 14. He hits, uh, sermon on a screen for five yards and then that touchdown was third nine so i don't know i'm not sure he doesn't he doesn't people talk about his scrambling but he he doesn't scramble needlessly right so like he scrambles efficiently like last night he he got pressure up the middle scrambled got eight nine nine yards but he was still he's still looking downfield for for the throw and he does that when he's when he scrambles so like it's it's not inefficient scrambling. He's not just getting out there when when there's not pressure there. And also, sorry, I was going to say they they're going to need it because they're starting two guards who have not started in the NFL before. So there's going to be pressure up the middle this year. Also, I don't think Kyle's going to capitulate to like obvious drop back passing situations unless it's like losing two minute drill kind of stuff like that. But third and seven, they can run the ball. And I think what you're going to see is they're going to go for it a lot on fourth and short because I think they're built to get that, to pick that up. So on third and seven, they could run it. I think a lot of times they're going to thrive off the defense, not knowing if it's a run or pass and play action. I think you're going to get a lot of that with Trey. And we've seen that. I mean, the, the touchdown here was a straight drop back, uh, but against starting defenses, I think they're going to limit that as much as possible. I, th- I also think I noticed that there's like seemingly more, more empty. And I think what he's trying to do is, give him a clear picture if it's man so he knows oh i can just run and get get five six seven eight you know that is the one nice thing about empty formations right you you, you really can read the defense's mail before the the snap there's not much they can disguise right on the other hand you have five blockers <laughs> you have five blockers and they can bring a six rusher and force the hot throw and kind of dictate to you to a degree so you have to be really prepared to get the ball to your hands immediately right Right. So it's hard to get big plays out of empty formations. But if he's a rushing threat, you can you still have the quarterback draw and all that stuff. Um, right. That's play, a, I don't that, know. Yeah, it's also where a guy like defense, defense is going to miss Jimmy's eight minute drives. Sure. Uh, but again, this is a team that's going to run the ball a lot. It's not like they're just going to be throwing hella deep passes every game. I think they have the ability to. I mean, look, of all the other. Th- he hit the 76-yard throw. He had an eight-yard completion. He had a three-yard completion. He had a five-yard completion. And then the big throw. I mean, I don't think it's only going to be bombs away in this offense. To, to me, you know what's the most important thing, like, to me, when you're 
as a defense coordinator, the most important thing for the offense on drives is to score. Like, I don't really care too much. If you go on eight minute drive and then you don't score, like you got to, you, you need to yeah. score. That's to me, that, that's what's going to put, that's what puts pressure on, on, on the opposing team. If you just go even, yeah, shoot, chewing the clock, but like, yeah. That's great. I mean, you've seen this in the NFL. Then the team will like will just go down the field in in a minute on you, and then yeah. you lose. Like then you lose. That's that's the order of operations. Danny Young says eleven on eleven is a lot better than ten on eleven. A lot better. A lot better. Agree. That's what pe- people always want to focus on the passing. This team runs more than any other team. I think you got to talk about that. I mean, they want to run. They're embracing their philosophy, their identity. Let's talk about how the Niners are potentially changing their philosophy. This was your observation. I'll let you set it up. Yeah, I, I think it seems like that they're more they're more keen to move off their mistakes than they have in, in the past, right? So we've seen last year, okay, they drafted Ambry Thomas, right? The guy they liked, they drafted him in the third round, the end of the third round. He played, they were able to get by with him uh, later in the year. And to me, like, I thought, okay, they're gonna, they want to start this kid next year. Like that, this is their pick. They're gonna start him. And no, they go in free agency. They nab one of the better corners in free agency, and Ambry's on the bench, right? So mm-hmm. they, they moved off him right quick, right? Yes, so, they did uh, immediately. And then we're seeing this with the running backs, right? They drafted Trey Sermon last year. And that now they went right back and drafted and drafted another running back to re, to replace him. Even though we don't agree with this philosophy, uh, but they did it again this year. It looks like he might be the odd man out this year. They might even just cut him. Like yeah. so, it looks like they're changing. Where in the past they were more reluctant to move off their mistakes, where now they're like, okay, we can move off a mistake if we identify it quickly. Let's just move. Let's move. Yeah. Move it up. Absolutely. Uh, Trey Sermon and Ambry Thomas are good examples of that. Um, now, they, they did it in, in the past. Like, they drafted Dante Pettis and it didn't work. And they drafted Debo Samuel the next year, who was, like, the exact opposite of Dante Pettis. But they stuck with Dante. They tried to make him a starter. Like, now they'll replace you and bury you. <laughs> and maybe it's because they feel like, well, they're in year six of their tenure and they have that kind of cachet where they can – sort of pull a Belichick. Maybe they didn't think they could do that back then, but I, I, I respect it because part of being a good decision maker is acknowledging that you're not going to be right all the time and just, just reacting to the evidence you have in front of you and changing your mind. Yeah. Changing your mind when you need to. Yeah. Yes. Right. You're going to make mistakes. Not every pick, pick or move is going to move is going to work out. The, the, the biggest, the biggest thing that what they're doing, the, the biggest move is, which is probably counter to what I'm saying is, them holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo, like where they should have just moved on eight months ago and just, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, I would think so. And it's so funny, like every time there's a quarterback almost gets hurt or something, you get all these tw- uh, tweets from people being like, Grant, don't you feel stupid? You said the Niners weren't going to be able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Now they're going to get three first round pick or whatever. Like um, I might feel stupid at one point, but he's as far as I – no, it's August 13th and Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers. So let's wait because we've heard so much the last few months about all these teams who are interested. I mean, I must have heard a dozen teams that are legitimately interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, but none of them actually do anything about it. So I don't feel stupid yet. I feel stupid about a lot of things in life. Look at my face. Does this look like someone who 
doesn't feel stupid about things. I mean, I just have a stupid face. This expression says it all, but not about this. Okay. I know you can get confused because I just have that stupid look all the time. Why does he feel stupid? Well, not that. Mark says eight-minute drives will happen more once the opposing defense has to cover the whole field. Here's my thing. I feel like Flav is trying to make it seem like the Niners' offense is going to be way more explosive, and that's a bad thing. Like, hey, they're going to have so many more quick strikes. That's going to really lead to losses. Like, there, I don't there, see that. There, there's there's two major uh, major factors in in the success of teams' successful offenses in NFL and the two turnovers and explosive plays. Yeah, so that's it. You're getting, and you're, it looks like you're going to get upgrades there in both areas with lances. Yeah. Jimmy is what has one of the higher turnover rates in the league. So yes. literally just by chance, by starting anyone else, but Jimmy Garoppolo, you're probably going to get an upgrade there. Um, yes. Then Lance, Lance looks like he's, he, by all indications, he's, he, he's going to throw the deep ball. He's going to get explosive plays. So yes. by, by raising the by getting less turnovers, more explosive plays, that should be more efficient. That's going to be more efficient. Yeah, I mean, you, you're a defensive coach. If I'm guessing, if you ask Robert Sala, who would you rather face? He would say Jimmy every time because with Jimmy, he doesn't generate explosive plays. The explosive plays come from not being able to tackle Debo Samuel. Right. So now there's so many different ways the Niners can be explosive. There's the Debo way. Uh, there's also Danny Gray. There's also Trey Lance. His legs. I mean, there's also Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, there's so many ways for the Niners to burn you for big plays now as opposed to the past. That That's a good thing. That's a good thing. With your hand, like, you have to say it like an Italian, too. That's a good thing. You see what I'm saying? You want that. You want that. Thank you, Mark. I'm a quarter Italian. I can do that. I'm allowed to. My mom, half Italian. Her mom, full Italian. That's how it worked. Uh, Niccolo Credit says weakest position group. Well, let's go there. Let's go there. How about how about tight end? How about tight end? You got your all pro and then a bunch of guys. And then nobody. 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 I mean, the offensive line, they got Trent Williams too. And they have some guys that they like, they have high picks on the offensive line that we don't know about. The, the, top, like the Niners don't even care about that position. They once, they spent a fifth round pick on Kittle, a sixth round pick on Warner. And that's the whole thing. That's the only investment they've had at that position. You You've touted as before. I mean, this is your guy, but I, well, I do I do feel like you're you're correct about like they have dwelling, but they still use him. It's like 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 they, it, they, yeah. he, made, he was the one that made that that high catch from yeah. from Lance in the flat last night, right? No problem. Like, no problem. That's just yeah. a walk in the park for Rosco. No problem. <laughs> and and as I rec- and I remember, was it like early last year? I think didn't didn't he catch Lance's first touchdown or didn't? No, he, no. He, did he? You know, he he did catch. He caught. You know, he caught a touchdown pass from Jimmy, Jimmy from Jimmy against Seattle, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they're, gonna, they're gonna start using like this this right, and then nothing. It was one incomplete pass. I think he got five targets last year. Caught the first four, didn't catch the fifth, and it was like off, and it, that was it. Never got targeted again. So. Let him go. Let, 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 let him go to Tampa and catch passes from Tom Brady because I bet you Tom will see it, see it, what I see. All you got to do is watch him in one-on-ones. I don't know how this dude wins, but he never loses. He's slow, but he wins. Right. Big, shifty, strong enough. Anyway. Maybe I would say I don't know if you want to – I don't know how you want to group it. Like if you want to say interior line is still may, might be the weakest or, it's, or just straight up center. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. So hold on with that offensive line. 
Uh, Jacqueline Knox says trade didn't throw a pick, so that was definitely a plus. True. Yeah, I think for me, what tra- I what I what you need trade to do is don't explosive bro. plays, don't turn the ball over. Like do those two things. Like two does two things, and if he does those, improves those two things, I think they'll be a better team. Let me go back. I keep going back to Russell Wilson. His rookie year, he was 24 years old. He threw 393 passes. He threw 26 touchdown passes, 10 picks. I mean, 3,100 yards. If uh, Trey could have that kind of a season, the Niners will go pretty far. He also rushed for 489 yards and four touchdowns. What was his completion completion percentage? 64. 64. So if if Trey does that this year, I think the Niners are in business. But – I don't know what business that is. Sean, thank you. Let's move on. So I've been really uh, wringing my hands about the offensive line all offseason, even though I'm not a fan of this team. I just cover it. But I'm concerned for Trey that this offensive line isn't going to be good enough. Uh, He got sacked once last night. Justin School is not good enough, but I don't know if he's going to be on this team. We saw Brendel, Banks, Burford, McGlinchey. Do you think this line is still cause for concern? Yeah, I think there's there's some concern there. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I laugh about this. Like, every time I got, you know, you on the Twitter feed in, in camp, I feel like every time there's, like, someone says, oh, like, this, this defensive lineman made a great play, just demolished Aaron Banks. Like, it's always Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks. Like, it's always insert insert your favorite defensive lineman had a great one-on-one versus Aaron Banks. Yeah, yeah, that's a cause for concern. Yeah, um, Burford has been very good. I think he's going to be looks like a solid starter, but he's—I don't think he's going to be a Pro Bowler immediately or anything. Like he's going to be a solid starter, but I, I'm not so sure about Banks. There's a lot of—I think there's still some questions <laughs> at center. Uh, so, I mean, maybe Brendel, maybe Brendel can. Brunskill play at any point in this game. I don't. I didn't see him. Maybe they're they're gonna do the old, the old, oh we we know we got in Brunskill, so we don't even we don't even need to play him like awfully uh, weird. They yeah. had some guy named number sixty six playing center throwing snaps all over the I the yard last night. That was nice. I watched him a little bit and I have to go back, but I, I thought the I thought the the tackle the right tackle they just signed looked pretty good. Mills, um, yeah, Mills, yeah. I thought like big fluid, yeah. Yeah, I always I always like offensive linemen that that rock fifties too. Like, it's like your best. That's like your best number group if you're offensive line. Like your to me, I feel like the fifties are probably the I like that looks good. Like if you're an offensive lineman, you like that rock a rock a fifty number. Seventy sixty seven seventies and sixties. That's ugly numbers. Um, but uh, I think it's hard to evaluate the offensive line because they didn't face one defensive lineman I heard of, but. If Jake Brendel was getting beat by off by defensive linemen I hadn't heard of, that would be a cause for concern. And the fact that Burford looked good and Brendel and Banks at least held their own, it's like they cleared the first hurdle, right? That's kind of how I look at it. At least they didn't do anything that brings the, the microscope to them. They made it through. So yeah. far, so good. I have to go and watch it again, but it's like I'm watching, I think, on that rep where, where Trey scrambled, it's like, I saw Banks and he's he's trying to get hands on the on the defensive lineman and the defensive lineman like like is that is toy like he's got his he's got his hand like this and Banks is just like struggling so I don't know it 
we'll see. TB, TBD, like TBD on that one. Yeah, I, I think Burford though encouraging. Burford and encouraging. If Brendel can kind of, if Brendel and Banks can kind of hold their own, obviously they know what they've got and they know what they've got in the two and their two tackles. Also, uh, but hold on. I'm never going to let Mike McGlinchey off that free. I mean, nice guy, but I still have questions on Mike. I want to see Mike. Um, I want to see more from Mike. But on Mike. Mills might be the. Uh, let's see what he what he does. He's he's been a starter in the league. Um, I'm just saying. Look, he looks way better in pass protection than Tom Compton. You know what I'm saying? The Niners, the Niners didn't the night is he is Car- Compton starting in Denver now? He might be. I'd take a look at that. I think they're playing That's cool. Cowboys in Denver. I think are playing. They paid him like three, four million dollars, so I would think they're so. Probably a starter, yeah. The That's Niners cool. turned Tom Compton into into a starter. Russell Wilson always gets the worst pass protection. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we thought you would turn style at right tackle. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, the most hyped position group on this team is the defensive line. There's a lot of, you know, first round picks, really, really highly uh, known players. But I think the best position group on this team is the linebacking group because every single player they have there is super good. And there doesn't matter if they're third round pick, fifth round pick, undrafted free agent, the Niners are a linebacker factory. What'd you see from the guys last night? I got to give credit to the guy that's on your show. Uh, he does a good, really good job on the show. I always like it. It's Larry. Uh, Larry oh, yeah. he, he brought it. He's, he's been very, I've heard him. Yeah. I've heard him talk up this guy twice. McCurry yeah. ball. And to me, he's the linebacker that flashed last night. He yeah. was, if he was like he was all over the field. I know statistically Oren Burks had a good game. Um, but to me, McCrary ball really flashed. Like he, he I feel like he could be the next one. Yeah. Um, and Z's Al Shire. Yeah. I yeah. mean the the Niners the Niners shouldn't they should not waste any more contract money on any more linebackers. Like do not do not pay Greenlaw. Sorry, Greenlaw. do not pay Al Shire unless yeah. it's totally team friendly. Yeah, yeah. If they're gonna be, those guys are really good, right? If they're if like they don't pass in free agency and they do like a tart kind of deal where it's cheap and you just bring them back, yeah, that's cool. But they that won't happen. They're too good. No. But no, they should not. Like, just you, you guys are a factory. Realize this and go with your go with your younger guys. Like so, um, and even even Flanagan Foles, like you know, like, yeah, the big hit stick on one dude. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it seems like okay. Find find a guy with two last names that's a safety, and then convert, convert him to, to convert him to linebacker. Yeah, like, like don't take a big linebacker and try to like slim him down. Take a, a, a little guy, and just over the course of two three years, build him up, and they do it really good. Go go back and watch. Go back and check out Demetrius Flanagan Foles three years ago, and look like at him now. Two hundred pounds, right? Like a whole different thing. Whole different. He's he's a hard hitter now. Back then, you weren't like, like, oh my God, is he going to hold up in the box or is he going to get hurt? That was with Fred when they first got Fred Warner. Warner. I was just going to say Fred, Fred, Warner. Fred, Fred Warner. Fred Warner's draft profile is like, I'm not really sure if he likes contact. Like, Right. Absolutely. He would get hit and then get dragged around the field. Now he's vicious. So, yeah, the Niners really do a good job with the whole linebacker development. Yeah, it, out, outstanding job. And this, this might, I was going to bring this up, but like, uh, and it's something to think about. Like, who's the guy on the roster? This year that they might be able to get like a fifth round pick before before cuts, and it might come from this group again. 
right? It could be um, Marcelino McCrary Ball. It right? could be him. It could be Flanagan Foles. It could, you know, could be one of those guys. Now, yeah. I want to say like Oren Burks wasn't like super violent or whatever, but he was around the ball constantly. He was. And maybe the fact, again, this is a guy who was a mid-round pick, went to a team that clearly doesn't know how to develop linebackers. Now he comes to the linebacker factory of the of the world, and boom, he's around the ball. So uh, maybe um, he could be one of these guys. I don't know if, how long they signed him for, but uh, maybe he could replace Dre Greenlaw as he's also here in the starting lineup in a year. Yeah, and he's a big-time special teams player. So he, he Big gives, time. Right. He gives you two. Like, if, he, if he's your – if he's your Sam, so he's playing sparingly, really sparingly on defense, and then and then gives you all the snaps on on special teams, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Um, so much bang for your buck. Yeah, a lot of bang. A lot of bang. Yeah. Andrew Valencia says Trey would have kept playing if the O line held up. Nah, man, you want to go out in a high note. Touchdown, yeah. boom, you're done. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want to keep him in for longer than more. Yeah, kidding. You want that to be the last thing people remember. DJ LL Rob Love. Became a YouTube member. Thank you very much, DJ LL Rob Love. Kenny G said, wow, Kenny G says, Huff looked good. Uh, I know it was versus backups, but I think he's a step up from last year. He's flying around and seems more aware of where the ball is. Yeah, I agree. Hits harder than hits harder than Tart around the ball more than Tart. He's, he's still going to have his weakness, right? Like he's going to be, I think you're going to want to avoid him getting caught in man-to-man coverage, right? So yeah. Because he can't cover anyone. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> Zip zero. Nobody. Maybe so running back, not a tight end. Yeah. So they're they're gonna have to um just be careful, you know, pick it pick their spots when they call zero. And like you said, if if there's a way when they call you know, then they call zero, they put him on the running back. Um, you know, uh they, they can do that. They can do like when they call cover one, um, make him the post player, uh, make yeah. him the Make right. him the middle hole player, things they like will. that. They will. But that's what they're probably going to do. That's exactly what they're going to do because Jimmy Ward is their man-to-man coverage safety. But, then, I mean, well, I was going to say, if this safety is – I mean, if this secondary is as good as we think and Womack is up to the level of Ward and Mosley, um, then teams are going to have no choice but to try to find ways to go after Afunga because who else are you going to go after? Right. And if these and if this secondary is as good as it looks, yeah, it's going to give the – uh, it's going to give Ryan's more a better opportunity to protect him. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Jacqueline Knox, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Joseph says Mike McGlinchey's a sack waiting to happen. Pulling him out of the game for good. Uh, pulling him out of the game was good for the Niners. Womack and Lenore look great. What do you think, Lenore? Eh, okay, eh, that's eh, my impression. Okay. I mean. Uh, I got. I got to see more. It's T. It's TBD. I wouldn't. I don't think Lenore is enough to say he looked great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you could say Womack looked great, but yeah, I think. Okay. Um, what did you think from Ray Ray McLeod? What did you see from Ray Ray McLeod? Because he had an explosive play, and he made some guy fall down. And I don't know if that guy's even gotten up yet from that from that fall during that route. <laughs> that was amazing. He's yeah. still he's still tripping somewhere. He he's a guy that plays faster than his forty time, right? Like, yep. Yeah. Four or five guy, but he plays looks like he plays faster. Um, maybe he was a little underused at Pittsburgh. Um, and um, but Pittsburgh has wide receivers, always do. Yep, however, uh, you know, Kyle obviously saw something he like he said from the get go, like I, I was looking at him as a wide receiver, not necessarily a part returner, right? Um, I guess the one down thing that he saw, he did, he did fumble the football, which yep. is 
<clears throat> and you wonder, like, maybe that's why he's not in Pittsburgh anymore. I think what's interesting is he's clearly explosive. And I feel like he's going to have a role until he fumbles a few times. Then, so, like, what's going to happen? Is he going to actually have, you know, a few big plays? And is he going to, like, make himself a mainstay? Or is he going to take himself out of the rotation before he gets a chance to do something? Not, he seems like he's a double-edged sword. Yeah, they're going to. Does the risk outweigh the reward or, or does, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, it's not Debo and his drops. It's, you know, your gadget fourth string wide receiver and he fumbles. Right. Like he gives you some big plays, like, you know? Yeah. But he, 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 if Danny Gray ends up being, keep ascending, he might be a guy, Ray Ray might be the guy that kind of ends up getting pushed down the roster. Right. Or Jawan. No one's talking about Jawan. But Jawan has a very specific role in this team. Possession receiver. They got Kittle. They got Ayuk. They got Debo. I mean, I you really want to call plays for Jawan Jennings on third and six when you got all those other guys that you that, that you could go to? I'm, I, I'd rather surround those three with explosive players. Especially when the quarterback isn't Jimmy. I'm just saying. Well, I kind of feel like a little bit with the opposite is that Juwan gives you something the other guys don't, Catch and then also when you have a guy a guy that's that has an uh, inaccuracy or accuracy issues, Juwan gives you that big catch radius, uh, so he can he can make some plays there. We'll see. I'm Don't not you ready. See, to- like Ray Ray and Danny Gray could just create a little bit more space for the big three underneath. I'm just saying. We'll see. TBD on Juwan. Like, the only thing I would say is like he really made plays in big time moments and yeah. big time games. So yeah. I know he hasn't had been having the best practices. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt just because he's on the stage where it mattered. He's made plays and executed. So you know what I like about him? Kyle said he plays like he has his, like his hair's on fire. So he dyed his hair red. I love that. <laughs> that that's awesome. <laughs> so tight. I love that. You know, he, you know, he's got to keep, He's got to come. He's got to go to to Kyle's office. I ask ask Kyle if this this Duran brother say hi. <laughs> yeah. Jody Moore says it looked like Kyle was more chatty and laughing with Trey than I saw with Jimmy. Did you catch that? Also, Trey seemed very mature and ready. I never really got the sense that Jimmy and Kyle liked each other very much. I mean, Kyle brought him in here reluctantly, and then from what we heard, Jimmy like signed the contract and wouldn't return his text messages for an off season. I don't think that relationship got off to on the right foot. Yeah, it, it always seems like Kyle was out with Jimmy on the sideline. Like Jimmy would do something, and Kyle would be on the side. Like, 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 a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. No, nah, yeah, I, I can see it. Um, look at me, 731, new member. Thank you very much. Look at you. What grade did you give Trey last night? I gave the quarterbacks an A. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to give a quarterback who had a 158.3 quarterback rating less than an A. I mean, he did miss the throw on third and nine. Okay. Okay, uh, I give him an A. He slid, mostly for the slide. Yeah, mostly for the slide. Nate Sudfeld, though, I was really hard on him last night. I don't know why. I'm gonna. Uh, that's enough. Nate, I thought, you're a great guy. I thought Sorry. Looked, I thought he looked solid. I mean, yeah, it, it was just totally gratuitous. I take it back. Everything I said, Nate, I take it back. You're Modesto's finest. Keep doing what you're doing. What did you call him a sloth? A sloth. <laughs> Nate, the human sloth, Sudfeld. I'm so sorry. When he tries to actually like move or go off script, I'm like, oh my, oh no, no, just check it down, throw the pass to the running back immediately and move on, Nate. 
I can't remember what what comedy show like it was where they made like a video about sloths. I don't know if it was Saturday Live or something. Have you ever seen that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> See if you can show it to me. See if you can find it. Yeah. Uh, yo, we got to end the show real quick. So stop sending me money in super chats because someone sent me a $10 one after the show last night. I felt terrible about it. So bad. Victory Jones says Flav's saying facts about stuff he, that haven't happened yet. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I respect Flav and, and people like him, you know, that have been trying to be, uh, you know, pump the brakes guys this offseason. But this is a tough day for them. Yeah. I mean, I've been pumped the brakes on on – on Lance to a certain degree. I think you have to acknowledge that he's No, but not that degree. Not that like, hey, Jimmy should be the quarterback still. Like those you've guys. You've got like like I said, you've got extremes. Like there's like right. there's people that will defend Lance no matter what. And then you've got people that will put him in the dirt no matter what. So that's me. I'm just getting started with Lance. I'm buttering him up, buttering him up. No, no. <laughs> right. You're you're gonna get down on you're gonna start criticizing it when he's when he when he's good and like yeah. he's like the fan, that's when you're gonna be like, "Oh, this guy's terrible." Like, he- yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> <I know. laughs> the, the, the Niners better not give this guy his second. His, his no, no, because I I feel invested. I mean, I said the Niners should draft him before they drafted him. I almost feel like they took my advice. So this is a whole different situation. This is real quality control. What's, you know what I'm saying? This is this is. I can't I can't remember the situation is with your your the bet with your father. Like, are you gonna? Are you going to have to get him? I have to buy him a nice bottle of wine if Jimmy is not on the roster week one. And so he, far, he's still here. Yeah. So if he gets cut final cuts, I got to get him a, a bottle of wine. And he got me one for Debo, so I, I owe him anyway. But I still want to beat him, and I want to double up because I'm just that kind of son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I still think I might win. I mean, we'll see. We shall see. Because if they cut Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm ready for that too. <laughs> and you you got already got the already got oh, the article God. written like, like it's gonna be. okay that's the end of the show thanks for watching uh i'll be back when you least expect it have a great weekend do Cone, something no fun. tomorrow Cone for tomorrow come for tomorrow of course jody what did i say jody what did i say still trey over justin fields yes yes i don't know justin fields i saw him play one time hell of an athlete i don't know if, what he's like to coach or how much he's improved or what he looks like now. I like him, but I like Trey more. So, someone made a fake tweet, but like a quote, like a fake tweet quote with Justin Fields. And it was like, it's like the, the sixth string receiver at, at Ohio State is better than this. And it, it worked because it was kind of true. Yeah. All right, guys. That's the show. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. Be back tomorrow. Cone phone tomorrow, 10 a.m. Go buy some Niners merch. QC merch, not Niners.